Hello, it's the Velvet Podcast. We're here in France at the Hogan Series. I'm Spencer Paulson with Matt Malo. Matt, we've got a great interview on the podcast today. We spoke to our friend Max Rufi over at the Mavic Neutral Service truck. Super cool guy. Super cool. He's been helping us out with all sorts of problems we've had this week. We haven't had that many problems. No, actually. no. Just a couple flat tires. Yeah, but he's on top of it. He's on it. Uh, Max works a lot of the major races, Paris-Roubaix, Tour de France. He's the guy who fixed Rigoberto Uran's bike in stage nine of the tour this year. So cool. He's the guy. Uh, so we talked to him about what it takes to be a wrench here at the Haute Route. We're going to get into that after our quick rundown of the day stage and some wines and some other fun stuff. So hang in there for that interview with our old friend Max and on with the show. is stage six we're so close to being finished we've got one day left so close but so far so close but so far but at the same time i think that matt and i might never leave banyar de Luchon. no we love it here it's a great town this place is awesome yeah uh there's a wine store that matt could work at definitely i could take some lessons and learn how to fly gliders yeah, and fly paraponting. yeah i could do some uh some paragliding take the tourists around do that type of thing I think we've got a future in this town. Definitely. So, yeah. sorry guys, we're not just not going to come back. No, we're sticking here. Just kidding. Stage six was awesome. It was really, really hard. Uh, I kind of skimmed over yesterday's uh, Super Banyar time trial, but that was great as well, apart mm-hmm. from Matt getting a flat tire in the Ooh, last kilometer. Yeah, brutal. Had to gut that one out. You gutted it out. Mm-hmm. So, good on you for that. And uh, that was excellent. Beautiful Super- day yesterday, and then we got up to the top of Super Beignets with really especially good views. Super Beignets, put it on your list. Great mm-hmm. climb, awesome views, very James Bond-esque Oh, yeah, that chateau cool at the top there. Yeah. yeah. C'est super. Super. Yeah, you could maybe play some Baccarat up there or something. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do some weird stuff. Uh, stage six today, Beignets de Luchon. We went up the Porte de Balès very early in the morning. Tough start to Oof. the day. Then over Col, de, Col des Arts and then Col de Monte. And then we finished atop the Hospice de France, which is actually just across the valley from Super Bagnier. Right, so just we up went, out of town. And... Yeah, we went the direction like we did yesterday and hung a left onto this brutally steep, narrow short, mountain little. Road. Yeah, it's like a 12K climb. It says it averages 6.3, but I can tell you that. The first part of it is an, you ease into yeah, it, and then it just smacks you in the face in the yeah. final 5K. Yeah, the first 5K are pretty much the base of the Super Benier access road, and then and then you take sort of this left, and it goes straight up a wall, and um, yeah, go path. For you Vermonters out there, Matt and I thought, as after we had done it and almost puked our guts out mm-hmm. on it, that it reminded us a little of Mount Philo. Yeah, like three of those lined up. This tiny little row. bump that's just south of Burlington in Vermont. It's a very steep climb, very shady, wooded. And to me, Hospice de France is a little like that, just narrow like that. road. And uh, that was a tough way to finish the day. But I think we both had really good days. Really good, really fun. It was fun. There was a long valley run to the finish, which added some interesting tactics to the mix. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, we had good days. I, I did win the stage oh, today. Oh, come on, Spencer. So just full disclosure. Chapeau. 
every dog has his day. And yours was today. Today was a good day. So I'm very happy about that, but I don't want to make too much of that because that's not the point of this podcast. That's not why you guys are listening. No, but you uh, rocked out and it thanks. was great. Yeah, it was you fun. You could beer Felt on good. the top as a reward. I did. I got a beer with our old friend, Ted King. Mm. Shout out to Ted. Sweet. We had a little uh, alumni uh, reunion from the Eastern from the Collegiate Cycling yeah, Conference. That's right. That's right. Ted King went to Middlebury and raced with us back in the day, but uh, it was a nice finish up there. And then the weather moved in really fast and yeah. now it's all cloudy and rainy sort of. Yeah, we tried to bomb down. You got a little flat tire. Right. So second flat in two days. Yeah, it's perfect. Turns out it was after the race is finished. So. Luckily. Hey, what can you do? Yep. But that's uh, happen. Yeah, they do. They do. We've got one day left and I think we're we're ready to be done, but it's been so fun. So it's going to be a little sad when it ends. Yeah, no, totally. It's been a really great ride and looking forward. We have one more monster coal to go over tomorrow and and then a good run into the finale. Basically, we're going to do the Monte climb backward. Double mint. Double mint. Double mint. That's a good way to think of it. Uh, and that actually uh, leads into a quick little history lesson on the Tour de France. We've got, uh, of course, these these climbs today. Hospice de France, I don't think the tour really goes up there. It's so narrow and the short. The organizer said that they can't get nowhere up there. There's trucks. nowhere to park anything yeah. at the top. But, I mean, it would be a really cool summit finale. But, uh, yeah, the infrastructure just couldn't make it up Probably there. not. However, Porte de Bales, Ares, and Monte were all included, actually, in this past Tour de France of 2017. And they were all on stage 12, which was from Po to Perigud. Brutal. That's a 214.5 kilometer race. That was the one that Romain Bardet won. Oh, right on the top of the airstrip On the there. airstrip, yes. Yeah. So what they did was they, they rode the RS and the Monte the same direction as we did right. today. And then they got into the valley and kind of... Must have taken a right somewhere. Yeah, they popped up and did... Port de Bles, the other direction of mm -hmm. what we did. Which seemed like the harder way. They're both hard. It's I think it's an or category climb either side. More but yeah, more elevation gain. Yeah, 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 more elevation gain, I think, when you're going out of the valley there. Mm -hmm. And then of course you go up the Parasur and the Perigood after that. So it's no joke. Nope. It's no joke at all. And we did see some of the paint on the road, which is yeah. always cool. Definitely inspiring. reminds you of it. And I gotta say, I think Puerto Bellas is one of my favorites it was in awesome. general. Yeah. It was just a beautiful wide open climb when you get to the top. Whole herd of cows grazing up there. No, it was a really magical kind of scene up there, you know, above the tree line. And yeah, it was awesome. Monte also, I think Col de Monte is a great one. All, all of them today were killer. Like, really yeah, good ones. Really good route. Hospice de France is so hard. It's so it's hard, hard to enjoy. It was rewarding, but... you know what I mean? It was just like one of those one of those like brutally tough climbs that you just had to ride on pure guts, I think. Right. And at the top, the views, unbelievable. Also amazing. And it, apparently there's like a little plaque, and I think that some of the some people from France were able to like escape over the border into Spain uh, during sense. World War II. Yeah, yeah. And so that's kind of I think the why it's the Hospice de France. Hospice, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's sort of the gateway between Spain and France right there for sure. Yeah. It seems like a, a bit of a, a bit of a notch in the crag there. I will say I will say I'm not entirely confident in my French translation, but I think that's what it was talking about. Yeah. And then another little quick note on these climbs that I I think is kind of an interesting one is going back to the 2010 tour. The Port de Bales was the site of the infamous chain gate. Oh. When classic. when Andy Schleck, Schleck dropped yeah. his chain and was attacked by Alberto Contador. Mm. That was uh, that he had he had sort of attacked that group close to the top, and again they were going up the opposite side we did today. Mm -hmm. So 
pretty much the steep. harder side. Yeah, yep. He did it on the steeper section before it kind of rounded out there at the top, right. if you remember that. Oh, yeah. So he gave it a dig. That was stage 15. And yeah, he attacked on this 10% gradient and he got a gap and then bah, dropped the chain. So, oh. yeah. So he, and he had a, there was a group ahead he could potentially bridge to that, of course, like we said, the valley road would be Important. great. To have, be good to yeah. have a group yeah, there. You want to go over the top with someone to, to rally with in the valley for sure. Yeah. And so he got passed by Contador and was followed by Denny Menchov and Samuel Sanchez. And soon they had about 13 seconds on him. So he, he lost time in that, in that climb and if he potentially lost the tour on that climb. <sighs> And, but the, you know, in the old in in, cycle, in a very classic cycling way, uh, he ended up winning that tour, I guess, because they stripped oh. Contador of the title. Oh, comes back around, I yeah, guess. With, for the whole Clumbuterol thing. So, and also Denny Menchov was stripped of his second place as well mm. for another doping thing. Strange times. Giving Samuel Sanchez the next position there, I believe, on that podium. And, and of course, Samuel Sanchez just recently also in the news popped for doping this week. So a little bit of a fraught history there. But hey, if you drop your chain, things happen. Yeah. Actually, in fact, one of the guys who is vying for the overall win in this particular Haute route, right. he dropped his chain low on the Porto Bellas today. Oh boy. Yeah, and we he, couldn't, he couldn't really shift it back on. It was pretty low. Yeah. He got back with the group. Right. But maybe but still, maybe Porto Bellas cursed. Yeah. Could, it, could, be, mean, a, could look, be a chain drop curse. I, I mean it's definitely one of those mountains that seems like there's a lot of spooky stuff up there. Yeah, some mm -hmm. some wizards hiding off in these For little sure. cabins. A lot of mist and little cabins and mm -hmm. forest creatures that jump out and grab your chain. Watch out for that. You'll get cursed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could definitely see the Port de Blast being one of those places where, like, problems can happen. It's a, it's a monstrous climb. I don't care what side you're climbing on, and um, things can definitely happen. Steep pitches. Well, but fortunately, we both had good luck overall today. Yep. And uh, good days. I'd say, Matt, one of the keys to our success, though, so far, and we've had two good days here in Banier de Luchon in right. terms of the riding and oh, just yeah. good days in general. And I think... One of the keys is our nutrition program. Absolutely, yeah. This is some high-tech nutrition program that we found down here in Benet de Luchon after an evening at a local brasserie that was recommended by our new friend Patrick at the local wine shop. Also, pro tip, when you're talking and finding wine, really, when you're talking to the guy in the wine shop, they often know good local restaurants. So talk to that guy or gal, see where they eat. He recommended us uh, one of the better, cool spots in town. But after that, we really sharpened our skills and found the local butcher that roasts chicken, yep. um, also has potatoes Poulet that go roti. along with that chicken. And then, of course, we're getting bottles from Patrick uh, down at the local wine shop. Yeah, and the so Pierre de Ciel. The Pierre de Ciel. Pierre de Ciel. Pierre de Ciel. Pierre de Ciel. It's like salt rock. Salt rock. So look it up if yeah. you're in If you're in Banyan, it's right on the main drag. You can't really miss it, but... Um, Check it out. And he has really interesting local wines, mostly southern wines, but we had some wines from the Long Duck, so not far away. Again, that's sort of just on the on the cusp of um, of the Pyrenees. And then, of course, we had to have some Loire Valley wines um, just because he had a handful of natural wines in there. To my surprise, it's not even easy to find them here in France either. So um, really cool natural wine shop and um, some white wine from the Loire, local grapes from one of the great producers, Terry Puzla, big shout out to him. He's the guy that made natural wine really successful in France. 
Uh, and then a lesser known one from Fronton, from uh, looks like a husband and wife couple, Philippe and Diane Cauvin. And that's from a little domain called La Colombière. And that's a Fronton. And that was a red wine we had a couple nights ago. And that was really tasty too. So key to success, race really hard, get some wine, get some chicken, and then go to sleep. And that's it. And then wake up and do it all again. There you go. Well, Matt, we are six days in, and I gotta say, I think that using Topical Edge every day has helped us through this whole route. I'd definitely period. say so. It's, a, it's an event where accumulated fatigue is real, and um, you know, I think that recovery is important, and you're sort of always recovering, you know? It's uh, not, just, not just those moments after, but how your body deals with it during the ride. So Topical Edge sponsors this podcast, this mini-series podcast from the Haute Root Pyrenees. Topical Edge produces a bicarbonate lotion that you put on your legs and it helps buffer lactic acid. It seems to work for us. You can check them out and if you feel like it, request a sample and see if it works for you. TopicalEdge.com slash VeloNews is the place to go to request that sample. Give it a shot, see if it works for you, and hopefully you can have success at your next ride or race, or whatever it is, topicaledge.com slash Got a special guest today on the podcast. We have Max Rufi, who is here from the Mavic Neutral Service crew. Uh, Max, you've been at Mavic four years, is that right? Yeah, exactly four years I've been working for the Neutral Supports Mavic, so. So Max, uh, you were just telling us earlier, you do have a background in bike racing, is that right? Can you give us a quick uh, rundown of your experience? Yeah, so five years ago I was racing uh, in Australia for like a, a pro a, a continental team. And after I went racing in South Korea, I come back in France and race uh, amateurs, first categories in France. And after that, uh, as I wasn't a real champion, I just, uh, I started working uh, for Mavic and uh, since now I just love it. You like, do you like it better than racing? Oh, definitely. I can drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> we brought you some, actually. Yeah, oh, we have cool. to thank you for changing my tire. Exactly. Which I flatted on and the my downhill. Tire. Oh, you should come back. Oh, yeah, back. yeah. We fixed Matt's tire, too. Okay, you Both should things. come back tomorrow to fix again the tires. and More beer. Yeah, more, more beer. beer. More and more yeah, and more. Yeah. It's a good exchange. Exactly. <laughs> That's how neutral it is. <laughs> it's very neutral. Love it. Super neutral. Yeah. <laughs> so, Max, you do a lot of different events for Mavic, yep. including... Uh, Paris-Roubaix and some of the other major tours. You, were you at the Tour de France this year as well? Yeah, I was at the Tour de France. Uh, uh, you maybe saw me on TV. I was the one who fixed uh, Rigoberto Urán uh, derailleur. I don't That's know right, yeah. Our, so, yeah. Yeah, I was there for the Tour de France. So, yeah, we do a lot of different things at the service course. We do like amateur event, like here at the Route, and a pro event, but also mountain bike event. So, um, yeah, uh, we do pretty much everything. So. Uh, it's a different job because on uh, on pro event we we pretty much only change wheels or it's a quick thing that we have to do, and uh, here on, on on amateur event it's more like uh, we, we we need to be able to do everything on the bike of the rider. They need to be able to ride the next day. So if they've got something that is broken or or anything, we need to fix it and uh, you need to ride the, the next day. So. Yeah. What's what's the most common problem or fix you have to do? Uh, here it's mainly like adjusting the gears because some people they just come here with a bike that they don't service it mm. and after it's flat tires during the race or um, there is a lot of actually uh, like crank uh, making noise so we need to clean it and uh, creaking yeah creaking uh, crank and yeah things like that changing so brake pads and yeah 
Yeah, I, I definitely would imagine you have to change a lot of brake pads. Given, yes. Oh yeah. Given the descending so far in the Especially if it gets wet, yeah. Yeah, you wear down those brake yeah. pads fast. Yeah, actually I'm pretty happy because this week is, it has been pretty dry and uh, when it's wet it's horrible because uh, the brake so pads, and, pads. Yeah, and the bikes get like very dirty and so it gets very yeah. noisy and that's horrible for us. So finger crust will stay like that until, yeah. uh, until the end. So it sounds like it's a lot more work for you here at a haute route event versus yeah. at the Tour de France or the Paris Roubaix or something like that. Yeah, oh, definitely, it's uh, it's definitely more work because we are doing the service on the bike for all the riders uh, on uh, on World Tour event or Pro event. It's just like a wheel change and uh, it's definitely more quiet. But uh, the pressure is much bigger Higher on Pro there. event, yeah, so yeah. especially on Tour de France, Paris Roubaix, and all the biggest races, the pressure sure. is m much bigger. That's right. Yeah, and I had forgotten that you had done the fix on Rigo's bike in the in that stage of the tour this year because Kaylee our, our, our colleague yeah, bonus, Kaylee right. had, had told, talked to you for that story and that's a good one that's a fun one to be yeah, able yeah. to tell people about it's a good story for around the yeah. bar famous in Colombia yeah you you'd probably <laughs> I bet uh, you don't have to buy a drink for yourself if oh, you ever yeah. go to Colombia uh, that you was, just tell everyone it was I, actually funny because the the next two days after after this happened everyone saw me and and they've got my contact i don't know how so i've got a lot of messages from all the colombians <laughs> so even here on the outfit there is i think two colombians and they knew me because they they saw my face and so that's awesome they they come to me just the first day because they knew me just from the two so yeah that's funny or you could move to colombia and start a bike shop there and i bet instantly you'd oh, have yeah. you'd have a, Deal. a customer clientele. base oh, yeah. yeah all the clientele would be that's, all into it that's an idea yeah there you go <laughs> yeah Max, tell me about some of the craziest fixes you've had to, have had to do here at the Haute Route. Some like bikes that have just been exploded or, or really unexpected problems. Yeah, the, the the worst one is actually the uh, the rear hanger because some people they just don't carry it. And uh, the thing in all all the brand they've got different the rear hanger, and even in the brand they've got a lot of type of hanger. So you can't find it pretty easily, especially if you're coming from brand from America or many other, they don't have it in the bike shop here. So we need to fix it. And so we've got some in the track. So yesterday, actually, uh, I, I've got one with uh, broken derail anger. I took one from the track. I just uh, cut it with, uh, I don't know the name in English. The, the like a grinder or something? Yeah, exactly. You just fabricate it yeah, to make it Yeah, just fabricate it, and um, I, I made it to the frame, and uh, and it's actually working, and uh, the guy is very happy, so. And nice. he bought me beer as well, so. Yeah. Uh, job's yeah. done. Yeah. Pro tip, bring your mechanic a beer. <laughs> That's always a pro tip, no matter whether you're in France, or in the US, yeah. or maybe Colombia. What I, I assume they like beer in Colombia. I'm sure they yeah. do. I've never been. Yeah. I'd love to go, though. Yeah. Supposed to be good yeah, cycling, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of good cycling, Max, I think you have to tell us what your favorite coal is that, to climb, maybe here in the Pyrenees, but it could be anywhere on these haute routes that um, they do. No, I actually love the Stelvio. The Stelvio. Just because it's uh, yeah. mythical. Uh, and uh, I love all the climbs from the Pyrenees as well, but my favorites are from the Alps because I, I'm from the Alps and I used to go up there pretty, pretty often. Like uh, I live really in the climb in La Clusa, so it's like uh, uh, on the... Um, the step of uh, Col des Aravis and Col de la Colombia. So I love this area and uh, but yeah my best my favorite one is the Selvio for sure on the Dolomites. Awesome. Yeah. Well hopefully after you finish the Haute Route get a little vacation time and you can go ride the Stelvio and have a bit of a yeah, ride of your cold. own. It's gonna be cold. That's true. <laughs> got vacation on maybe we, in winter so that's right. I could go skiing maybe you as well. You could there, go skiing but, there. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, All right. Probably. Well, 
Cool, Max. Well, thanks for your time, and good luck uh, with the final day or so here of the Haute Route, and I hope you don't have to fabricate any more derailleur hangers. Yeah, I know no. that's a pain in the ass. I hope to. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, man. Yeah.